Hello. Uh, this is Alex speaking to you real quick about this episode of Layman's Terms. Um, we are trying a little bit different of a way in which we go about this show. Um, we aren't as structured in this episode, and we're curious what you guys think of that. So go ahead and give us feedback because um, we'd really like feedback, good or bad. Um, but yeah, we talk in this episode a little bit about um, my mission trip to India and Trevor's spring break, and we talk about the way in which um, we use our time and the way in which we look at productivity in our society and the ways that we could improve ourselves in those senses um, and how those things can oftentimes lead to a stunt in our spiritual life and in the friendships that we have with other people. So thanks for tuning in. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and whoever else might not fit that demographic. Welcome back to Layman's Terms. Here we are for just another episode. It's been a little bit since we've released some content because, yeah, spring break season, yeah. SZN, is upon us. Um, and we both had pretty big mm -hmm. spring breaks. Alex, you want to talk about your spring break a little? Yeah. Uh, so I was in India for the past like week and a half, which was fantastic. Um, I don't know if we really want to go into detail. There's a lot of details I could share we'll on that. We'll that soon. But uh, I'm sure Trevor really wants to talk about his week in Panama City Beach, right? <laughs> I'm playing with you. Yeah. Uh, no beaches to be found uh, where I was, just mountains um, and a nice little engagement ring that I was able to place on my former girlfriend, now fiance's finger. Um, yeah, it was a really, really good time. Uh, so congratulations, Trevor. Shout out. Yeah. And, um, and Mackenzie, the <laughs> yeah, she was a big part of it too. Yeah, <laughs> um, she could have said no, which is what most of my friends were anticipating to happen. Um, yeah, they were they were just. I got a lot of roasts um, before saying, "Oh, Trevor." Um, so whenever she says no, I was like, "All right." Well, <laughs> uh, the yeah. lack I find your lack of confidence disturbing. <laughs> um, Star Wars quote: If you haven't seen him, watch him. Um, yeah, so we're gonna start out. Again, it's time for our segment, Godly or Ghastly. Um, today's topic we're going to be talking about is ad tracking, um, ads that track the things that you search and stuff like that. Do we like them? Do we not like them? Um, and we're going to do with our regular uh, one minute per person. So Alex, I'm going to let you start this Godly and Ghastly. What do we think about ad tracking? All right. I do not like ad tracking. Um, so there's a couple major reasons. One of the majorest reasons that I have That's not English. is... Um, the way in which they like will track which pages you've gone to. So say you're looking up a flight to India, which I've dealt with recently. Um, you're looking up a flight to India. They will track the, the places you visited to know like you've been looking around for this flight to India. So they will use that to mark up their prices um, as you return to pages, the like the prices get more expensive because they know you need that flight, um, which is not only annoying but I feel a little immoral. Mm, ethical issues here, perhaps. 
Yeah. Do I have more time? Yeah, you have like 12 more seconds. I don't know what else to say. It's just like generally creepy that they know where I've been. Um, I don't like that. You don't know me, computer. You shouldn't <laughs> try to know me. You don't know him. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with a little bit all, opposite opinion. Although I, I will I will admit I see to some extent his point. Um, and that's definitely like an ethical issue for sure. So I'm not going to discount that. However, in my own experience, I found it convenient sometimes because sometimes like Amazon or somewhere else will suggest to me like a product that I was actually looking for like another option. So like I saw like one option for the product and I was like, ah, like that's all right. But you know, I'm still willing to like shop around. Bang, I'm looking the next day because I took a break. You know, I'm, I'm not, it's not an urgent purchase. I look the next day and there's an ad for another version of that product that I actually want. Um, so every once in a while it does come in kind of clutch, but I will admit, uh, speaking of the engagement stuff, it's been annoying that for the past like two months I get ads from this one website about rings when I bought one like six weeks ago because yeah, I just, I'm not buying another one anytime soon. So, uh, overall, all right, we have to come together and make a decision. I think we can't decide on this one. It's tough because we're kind of split. I consider it ghastly. I think we're going to go ghastly just because I'm not positive enough to go with godly. So ad tracking, (laughs) ghastly. Uh, Sorry to all you marketing and salespeople out there. Um, Yeah, a good segment today. So, yeah, so anyway, to go back into the details, um, to plunge into the deep of this India story, uh, Alex, what was the trip like? What were some of the highlights, some lowlights? What were some of the things that you really took away from traveling literally halfway across the Mm -hmm. world? Yeah, it was like almost exactly halfway around the world um, because we're about 12 hours off there, 11 and a half hours off. Um, So wait, 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 time out. Yeah, they do like a half weird half time zone thing. Yeah, I don't know (laughs) what's up with that. (laughs) That I guess it's arbitrary when you think about it, but that's fair. I just never considered that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, time is. Yeah, yep, that makes yeah. sense. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got very familiar with uh, figuring out that uh, time difference while I was there. So, um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, I met some incredible people that while I was there. Um, the shout out, I highly, highly doubt they'll ever hear this, but shout out to Fathers uh, Dominic, Father uh, Vin, and Father Lijo are three Claritian missionaries that hosted us that week. Um, and they, well, there was a fourth one. He was just a brother at the time. Um, just a bro. Just a bro. Just broing it up. <laughs> and, but yeah, they were great. They showed us around. They um, did wonderful things for us. And like, they just showed us the way they loved. Um, so I'll explain a little bit about their mission there. They work with mentally ill um men um there's a women's shelter nearby but they work specifically with the men and they find them on the streets sometimes the police find them and just bring them there um and they take them to the nearby mental hospital to get proper medication and stuff like that and then they take care of them and a lot of times from my understanding, they uh, take care of them for the rest of their life, hmm. um, which is really just um, kind of like 
interesting to think about. Like, there's no goal they're trying to accomplish with working with these people except to show them love wow, um, yeah. for the rest of their life and to invite them into a family. And yeah, it was just really cool to see that. Um, man, it was, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Was it, do, do people sometimes leave? What are they, they call it a shelter? Or? Yes. Uh, every once in a while, they'd find a, a family. Okay. Um, they would... I, I think they just got lucky every once in a while. Okay. And their family would either come forward or they somehow got clues to track them down. And that was about the only time that I've heard of them leaving. Huh. Sometimes there is... Uh, when they've been there for the first, like... For the first two weeks that they're there, they could get really uncomfortable. They could get really intimidating. It yeah, actually sure. happened while we were there. Um, one guy came in while we were there, and he got really intimidated and asked to leave. Um, he just preferred the streets, and he went back out on the streets. And, you know, they couldn't make them stay, um, so they let them go, and he ended up back on the street. That's... That's not really uh, common at all, from my understanding, after the first couple of weeks, though. Mm. So, Yeah, it makes sense. Wow. That's really cool. I, I love the idea there of, like like you said, because I think like a lot of programs in the United States, and I'm not saying this is a problem, but a lot of programs I've heard of um, to take care of those who, um, for, some, for whatever reason in their life story, are, like, underprivileged or lacking mm-hmm. resources or whatever – um, the goal is like right to not let them stay there. The mm-hmm. goal is to take them there for as long as it takes to get them the resources they need mm-hmm. to be self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, but the idea that that's like not really the goal of the yeah. place that's kind of unique and a beautiful, a beautiful ministry, especially like, you know, where I'm sure that type of, that type of like programming I'm sure is not as common um, as maybe we would find it in like you know some cities in the United States. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. me speculating. I haven't been to India, but you have. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, we got a very narrow vision of the mission there. I will admit, um, we've only really visited three places w- with like mission with like that mission in mind. The Croatians. Um, one of them was the men's shelter that we mainly worked with. One of them was the women's shelter that was nearby, and one of them was a um, there was a shelter for uh, inmates, recent inmates who their families had cast or had kind of like thrown them out mm-hmm. and. Um, they took care of those inmates and uh, people who had already served their time. That okay. Is, um, and they, yeah, they took care of them and kind of, that was a little bit more of getting them back on their feet. Yeah. Um, and those were the only three that we got to see. Um, huh. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was curious because Alex and I talked a little bit about this trip before this podcast. Um, Alex, I, I liked some of the observations you had about time, um, the way yeah. that time is you there. If you want to share a little bit about like your observations of mm-hmm. um, the cultural expectations for how time is used, yeah. how time is looked at. Because I think, so again, mainline like American view of time um, is very like uh, strict, I would say. Like it, it's expected, even if you're someone who's like, you know, consistently late um, to things, a lot of times that can cause a lot of pressure. A lot of people get upset. Um, we really like thinking of time as ours, and we really like thinking of time as something that we're going to control for our use. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not quite what I guess you were saying, right? Am I right in saying that? Yeah. So time there, like it was pretty common for people to show up to 
events like 15 to 30 minutes late and it was almost an expectation and it wasn't like it wasn't even like a like scheduled in 15 to minute 30 minutes late you could show up whenever like people there um as opposed to here they just weren't bound by time time was just this thing that was sorry i'm trying to put it into good good language here to articulate it well um constant struggle of communication ladies yeah. and gentlemen it's hard to put the ideas into words yeah so yeah they were late all the time but it wasn't a big deal um people weren't worried about like oh like people wouldn't cut off things early to get to their next place um you know like here in america like say you're um talking with someone having a meeting with someone and that meeting's going late you would be like hey i have somewhere to get to can we wrap this meeting up right mm -hmm. um there it's like let's finish out this meeting because i'm in my designated place right now and once i'm done with this meeting that's when i can go to the next place and so people weren't as um weren't as picky to get to places on time uh they were okay with being a little late and mm. people were okay with other people being late yeah. uh, and i again that's a cultural thing um but i kind of liked it at first i was like we are constantly late why are we constantly late like um but as time went on it was more of a like this is like kind of nice we're not worried about the timing we're worried about the things that we're doing we're living in the moment um and we kind of talked about it the two of us me and trevor in the sense of uh you see a lot of stories of like almost every pope does this uh they show up mm. to things late they're no they're known for just like world youth day um just the schedule we were setting up like a video feed that just didn't work out at our Catholic center yeah. for World Youth Day and we were going to look up the schedule for the events the schedule was like sometime in the afternoon we'll get around a mass like stuff <laughs> like that um, because uh, I think that like that's just the way that um, like a lot of the popes kind of roll is they don't have a specific schedule they're following they just uh, do what we're, what they're doing in the moment and uh they roll with it like there's a story of jp2 being super late to stuff and there was this guy um one of his like one of his staff or whatever for his visit to wherever he was going i'm being so general right now but I, i'm just remembering this off the top of my head um he basically he um, was supposed to be somewhere at a specific time and he, he had a staff member in charge of making sure he got there on time this staff member just he, jp2 was known for going into prayer every time he saw a monstrance or a chapel um and so this staff member oh, i think i know what you're saying yeah, that, yeah would like go ahead of him and just close those doors so he would not slow down so he would not get distracted and jp2 was just going along and passing by this one of these doors that uh, the staff members had closed and he just stops the cart for some reason and he's like all right he gets out or i think it was the popemobile that he was using he gets out he walks up to it he throws the door open because he just had this like sense that there was something behind that door and he turns to that staff member kind of waves his finger 
and then goes into prayer and ends up late anyways. Um, yeah. Because so I think the story is that he was inside like a building and they had shut all the doors and all the doors looked the same. And then oh, he specifically yeah. like he like was just walking through the hallway. All the doors look the same. They're all closed and just like stops and pauses at the one in a building he had never been in before. Um, and remember, this is probably before the days where you could Google image every building. Yeah. And he, he just stopped and looked at the door and then like did the like he said, shook yeah. the finger and went in. Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like some kind of supernatural sense there, you know? Yeah. But I think the point you're making is like he, he had this sense of like time being something that was a gift from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And like because of that, right? So there's two ways you could take that. One is I'm going to be like super, you know, uh, I guess like aware of time at all times because that, that's too many uses of time in the same sentence, but you get what I'm saying. But kind of having this awareness of stewarding time super well, which I think is a good intuition. But there's also the way you can look at it, and this is the way that I think we're talking about here, is like seeing like whatever's happening in the present moment as being more like the place to be present with the Lord than in whatever's going to happen in the future moments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that's really hard because that's just not the way our culture works. Yeah. Like here, like um, you hear all the time, if you're late to something, then that's showing the people there that have been waiting for you i don't respect your time as much yeah um, that's something that we hear a lot you know yeah so it's and, drilled into us to make it to places on time yeah absolutely and i think this is really hard on it like a, especially you know obviously i'm relating from my life experience on a college campus because right the nature of college you know for most students every university is screaming at you to get involved and so you do and so you you get involved in different programs different you know ministry stories fraternity service opportunities organi- uh, like your major club whatever right there's all kinds of opportunities to get involved um, and so you have like different meetings going on right maybe you're trying to maintain personal fitness and then you have class and then you know have all these things these different little like hour to two hour chunks of time throughout the day and you're always like moving from one to the next and in between that because it's a college campus and especially your you know junior senior year you've been there for a while you have a lot of relationships there and you'll see people and people you haven't seen in a long time that you that you do care about in some sense, like obviously they're not your closest friend, but you care about them. But I don't have the time to catch up with them. I'd be, oh, you know, mm. you know, give them a little wave and keep walking. Someone I'd love to sit down and mm-hmm. you know at least take ten minutes to hear how they're with. I literally had this happen to me two times today. There was two times uh, that on my way here to record this podcast, um, <laughs> traveling from coffee with one friend um, on the way to the gym and then on the way to this podcast. I ran across two friends and we did this little awkward wave where we both were like, the nature of our relationship is that it's kind of weird that we're not stopping to talk to each other, but we're going to be late for whatever we're headed to next if mm-hmm. we stop. Um, so yeah, it's this is honestly one of the things I, and I think like anyone can like understand this struggle. Like it really is hard because if you desire to maintain relationships well, if you desire to, to be like Christ to people, to be present to them and, and their you know, everyday lives, it can be really difficult to sometimes like know when to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to the same extent, you could try to encounter someone for, you know, 12 hours straight and skip everything you have that day. Yeah. So I, I really think that this is something that like, for me, I'm continuing to, to, to use an overly used term here to, to wrestle with, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to figure out like, okay, is it more, is it more in line with the Holy Spirit right now to stay and talk to this person and be late to my class? This person that like you know i haven't seen at, at the catholic center for a while and i know is like 
you know, just a really good person I enjoy that I want, I, like, I, I care about what's going on in their life? Or is it better for me to, you know, to be on time to class? Um, or not even class, but, you know, just everything else. Um, yeah, I really do like this idea of maybe challenging some of the cultural norms that we have in the ways that we assume that time is to be valued or not valued. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think that the the lie, or not the lie, but the thing that our culture would say about that, like that way of looking at time is the way that Alex was talking about is kind of like, well, that's like not really valuing it, which I think is not true. And in, in, in the reverse, I would say that it's instead valuing exactly what's happening right in this moment as opposed to something that's happening, you know, in 20 minutes from now. Uh, something that I know it's gonna happen, but it still is in the future, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I love when, um, I can't remember where I heard this, but, but basically this idea that, right, that God reveals himself in the present. Um, he's not like, we have no ability to encounter God in the future or the past. The only place that we can encounter um, our Savior, our Lord, is in the present moment. And so as far as that pertains to this time thing, I think it can be so important to, to just, yeah, to continue to challenge the way we look at time, so. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, sounds like a good spring break trip though. All the way it across the country. It was really good. That's cool. Uh, and the world, actually. <laughs> yeah, sorry, why did I say that? All the way across the world. Any other like thoughts or observations, things that you, you, you thought were like um, important? Or, yeah. Um, the way, the neighborly way in which people lived was so interesting over there. And that's very like common, again, across cultures that aren't our own, um, is like we went to pick up a breakfast from a woman who was donating breakfast to the Sedona Center, um, which is the Sedona Center was the center that worked for the mentally ill. Okay. Um, she was donating a breakfast and we came to pick it up at like seven in the morning and she had um she was an older woman and she had this little girl running around with her kind of like sticking to her side like you would if you were a little kid like your grandma you know when you went to visit your grandma dude what do you mean when i was a little kid i was a loner i never stood no i'm just kidding (laughs) so there's a story of like uh what is it ramus and remulus uh just kind of off on their own yeah um but no, uh, anyway. So Anyways, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, she's sticking to this, this woman's side. Um, and um, when we went outside, then uh, there were these two, uh, tour- not middle-aged, but like kind of like 30s-ish, um, this couple that was in their 30s. Um, and they were also helping with the food that was being prepared outside. And uh, they were just kind of hanging out with each other. And um, I just assumed it was her family. Um, but I was informed uh, by the priest that had come with us, Father Dominic, that they were actually uh, just the neighbors, their neighbors. Um, they had come by to help just because at like three in the morning she started cooking at like three in the morning <laughs> and they came out to help uh just because they like they have such a neighborly sense about them like you encounter the people around you when you see uh the people around you then you stop and having a conversation with them and you hang out with them and you walk into each other's houses mm. and uh-huh. um, yeah it was just really cool to see um they didn't 
like just lock in to their own houses you know like there wasn't this idea of like this is my space this is your space it was very shared Mm. um and they encountered the people around them you know there was no one that you saw every day like on the college campus there's like random people i've never met never seen before or like no never met never talked to before but i see them all the time when i'm walking to class yeah yeah and that doesn't happen there um there if you see somebody like consistently at some point you stop and have a conversation with them Hmm. and if you like there's this sense of um almost um this is a stretch of the use of the word almost a patriotism of like there's a shared space and because of the fact that like we know each other we live close to each other and we have a shared um community then that gives us the um the merit under which to talk to each other like you have merit uh because of that that i like owe you a conversation and uh not owe you um owe you is not the word it kind of like it's almost like showing you a dignity of yeah i want to talk to you because i know you you know um because we live close to each other and that was really cool to see does that make sense yeah yeah Yeah. it's almost as if like these like the people that you encountered there had this sense that like each person that they encountered was somehow had like like you said this dignity this dignity that deserved after a while hey what's your name i see you here all the time you know almost this idea of instead of like i think the way that we conceptualize is like well you know, blah, blah, blah. I already have 600 friends, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Uh, Facebook says I have 1,200, even though I don't know 300 of those names on the <laughs> list. Um, I just made up a number. I have no idea how many Facebook friends I have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's this idea of, like, I don't have time. I don't have the time for that person. And it comes kind of, it kind of I think it kind of wraps full circle with this different conception of time. It's kind of the idea of, like, being present with that, you know, that person right in your vicinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I do like that a lot. It's funny that you say that. I have a uh, someone, so a new roommate who just moved into my uh, apartment who's from Guinea. And I was talking to him the other day about like finding places and stuff like that because he's trying to find his, new, his way around Springfield. And he said, he said something that was really interesting to me. He, he said like something about like people aren't really wanting to talk to him. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, if, if you walk up to someone, like, are they not willing to help you? He's like, oh, no, no. People are very friendly and they'll help you. But it's only like, it's very like instructional for a point. He's like, no one, he's like, no one would actually stop to say like, you know, how are you doing? Or where are you from? Or ask me that kind of question. He's like, but in my country, that's what everyone would do. He's like, they would actually, you know, if you see someone, it's the natural response is to try mm-hmm. to like get to know them. Yeah. That was just so weird. You know, to me, that's weird, right? Because American culture, like, it's kind of like, I'm only trying to get to know someone if it's like, they're part of a group that I'm in or you know, some random life event brings us together or, or we're at a, you know, a social function together, right? But he's like, no, like, like when you encounter someone that you don't know in your area, like you get to know them. So yeah, just basically to back up what you're saying, it's not just an India thing. I think it's maybe yeah. other parts of the world thing. I'm not gonna generalize and make a stupid statement and say every part of the world, but I think definitely yeah. more than just 
one country yeah two countries probably yeah and it's also you know i only saw a limited part of uh india i only went through kerala which was uh one of the southernmost states um maybe in the northern states that's not the case maybe in other parts of the south that's not the case you know i'm just speaking of uh the specifically the city of Trivandrum and the surrounding parts of Kerala that we visited. Sure. Um, Just one man's experience yeah. for one week of his life. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good spring break for you then. It was great. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. I uh, I also had a good spring break. Uh, I was previously alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was really... It was really like a, an interesting time, um, just like a lot of planning that went into the process of yeah. preparing for engagement and all that stuff. And it was really cool to like actually do it, like to to, to enact this um, waiting period of details and stuff like that. That took time, and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh wow, this is actually real. Um, I'm actually engaged, which is really awesome. Yeah. But I think so. Kind of like building off this idea of time, the way we look at time. Um, it's so interesting to me that like as i've been like going throughout this engagement period one of the things that really has been like relative to my situation with this engagement is i think and and this is something that everyone goes through but almost like a trust that the things that we're have in our life right now so like the ways that we're spending our time are good ways to spend them um and as far as engagement goes like patience with the time that is now between oh wow we're getting married versus like actually being married right there's that gap for a reason you know the church has this um six six months plus depending on what diocese you're in of marriage prep requirement and i just think that um time this issue of time is one of the potentially the most like sanctifying things as far as growing in holiness for me at least i can speak from my experience in the past like two years um, and what I mean by that is like a lot of times, like it can be hard for me if, if like, let's say that like there's someone on my list, like, Hey, I want to hang out with them this week or, Oh, I met this guy at CCM and like, everyone's like, Oh, you got to find a way to get him around. So it's like, I, you know, I want to spend time with him. Right. Mm-hmm. And it can be stressful sometimes to kind of like attempt to be the master of time. You know, what I, you know what I mean by that? This idea of like, almost like I need to find a way to control time so efficiently that it's almost as if I'm creating my own time. Um, And that can be hard to do. Like that's really hard. And I think there's a lot of like pride that goes into that. Like for me in the past few years, there's been a lot of pride that goes into like, I want to use my time to do what I want to do because I'm the one who's gonna come up with the best way to use it, Mm -hmm. right? And and, and the reason I compared this to the engagement thing is I think it's the exact same thing, right? I think I have it all figured, not all figured out, right? I know marriage prep needs to happen, but there's this part of me that's like, it's hard to wait because I think that I've gone through the necessary steps already, right? There's kind of almost like, and I'll admit it, you know, an arrogance or a pride there. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, this way that I I think it all stems from this way that we view time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what makes this really hard in our culture too is the instantaneous gratification of everything we do, right? And granted, I'm gonna say it, everyone has heard this message, right? Americans, we're used to getting things so fast, blah, 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 right? But it's so true. Like, think about all the things that you get impatient for, right? You order an Uber, you get mad when it's two minute, 10 minutes late. You microwave your food, it's not hot enough. Gosh, I gotta microwave it for another 30 seconds. Why is the pizza man not getting here on time? Father's homily is dragging on, right? There's so many examples of times that we get so impatient. 
Um, and I think that I think that's connected to the ways that we're viewing time is like kind of this resource that we have to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm not compl- I'm not saying I'm advocating completely that you know we shouldn't look at time as something that's valuable and try to steward it well. But I am I'm saying we should problematize and question the way that our culture is telling us to use our time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and it's connected to this idea of everyone's supposed to be busy, right? Mm. It's kind of like you're like, this happens all the time where, hey man, how you been? Busy. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Man, I have busy. Like, it's almost like busy has been a, a defining word for saying, hey, I'm a good human. Like if mm-hmm. I'm busy, I'm doing what productive. I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, this yeah. idea of the productiveness. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I know like some people are like, what? I think all of these things are tied up together. Yeah. Right? Uh, I was actually going to take it in the same direction of I think that this whole like being in control of your time thing comes down to like this sense of you are almost viewed at least I feel this way uh, a lot of times like being viewed as the sum total of the stuff you get done yeah Um, so true yeah like I don't know like I felt this pressure a lot through college um, where I was just like well, I'm, you know, I'm, like, a good guy. I'm, I can, like, do good things. Um, so I get, like, overly involved where I'm, like, well, I'm a good guy and I could ho- totally help in this area. Um, and then I get involved with one thing and then I'm, like, well, I could also help with this area and I get involved with another thing. And sooner or later I get so, like, thinned out that I'm not even focusing on the same thing anymore. Yeah. Um, like, for example, I've been uh, the head of the Knights of Columbus for, like, two years now. Um, I could have put a lot more effort into that thing, but I was just so stretched in other things that I never sat down with it. And there's almost a beauty. I've been talking, I I have like a a weakness in this area. Um, I've really like a lot of struggle with sitting down and putting work into one thing for a long period of time. Um, But there's like a beauty in the simplicity of, this is a, a thing I need to get done and I'm going to focus on this thing and just get down and dirty with it for a while. Um, because like, that's almost like viewed as like a bad thing because it's not as productive. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It, it's the expectation is that you should be able to do, you know, 15 things mm-hmm. well at once, right? Yeah. Um, and I've, I want to be like, I want to be here to claim that that's like killing our, yeah. our ability to find peace and to be patient. Yeah. And it's also in kind of killing our encounters with other people, you know? Because yeah. like, um there's one guy in specific that i like love to hang out with um and spend i spend a pretty good chunk of time with him already but i would love to spend more time with him but he's just really busy and he has a lot of struggle with like keeping up with things oh so you're talking about me yeah no no um yeah no there's this guy that i would really love to hang out with more um, but he's busy with things and it's like kind of like it's kind of sad because I'm like <laughs> I don't know it sounds like very needy but I'm like well like I would you know like he's like well I have to do this and this I'm like but like I would kind of like to spend time with you like can I spend time <laughs> with you you know and yeah. uh, I understand where he's coming from in that like he's trying to do all these things but that's just like college life in general is it's not very conducive to genuine relationships. It's conducive to a lot of surface level relationships. Yeah, that's so true. Um, 
Yeah. So I, again, I think through all of this, uh, like the spring break experience for both of us in different ways, it's it's kind of interesting because I think as like this semester, last semester, I, honestly, most of college since my very first semester of freshman year when, let's be honest, first semester of freshman, don't like hearing this, but you're not really as busy as you will be later <laughs> on. I hated hearing that one as a freshman and then I realized it was true. Um, but right, but the rest of college for me, um, has been like kind of this continuous struggle of I've almost reached this point where like if I'm sitting I feel useless like I feel mm. like I, 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 I there's there's become to put it I think more in a, in a spiritual language mm-hmm. or a language I think that really hits to be honest just language that hits more at the heart of the problem I've found unhappiness or restlessness anxiety and anxiety in simply being I don't like to be I like to do and, and now, while I'm not, I'm not saying all of us should drop out of every organization we have, I'm not saying we should cut off every relationship, but I am saying that, like, again, this is something I continue to struggle with, but there's something to be said about the humility that is required to say no to things because you know that you're not going to be able to do them well, mm-hmm. even if that's, like, friendships. Um, and, and I'm not saying friendships and like you'll say hi to them, but I mean like investing in a friendship, mm-hmm. right? Really making it a priority to spend time with that person. Um, yeah, and I think if anything, again, coming back to this current period of engagement, like it's been way harder than I thought it was, was going to be thus far. Um, just honest thoughts. And I think why it's been hard is I've developed in myself this kind of like idea that I'm the master of, I'm the master of my time. And what I think the Lord's trying to lead me to in humility is like, no, you're not. Like, I'm the master of your time. Um, and if you want to be happy, if you want to be fulfilled, if you want to be pe- have, like experience peace and joy, you have to learn to let those things go to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as that goes, it's connect. It's all connected. But this idea of like, yeah, like I'm engaged right now. I'm not married. Um, I will be. Obviously, that's that's the point. Um, but for right now, I have to accept like my current state of life. Um, I have to accept the limitations of my ability to control time. And so as far as this has been a theme, especially this semester that I, you know, you could ask any of my friends, what's something Trevor struggles with managing his time? Um, and not like managing his time like like he doesn't do it well, but the idea that that's something that he thinks about a lot. Anyone who knows me really well knows that that's something that I struggle with. I'm just um, thinking of a couple of weeks ago when we're sitting down and me and Trevor had been like planning to meet up and it was like Monday morning and Trevor just hands me the schedule and he's like right in your time <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know and, and and like while I'm not saying I'm gonna give up the schedule it does feel like kind of artificial to be like hey this is what you get find the time in there mm-hmm. um, yeah and especially to set an end time where it's like okay you get one hour chunk here and now I'm again I'm not saying that that's gonna end completely but this is just you know two layman uh trying to struggle with this idea you know to throw it that was a little theme alert theme alert for our podcast two laymen just trying to come up with a way um to manage time so yeah you know trying to grow in this ability to be patient patient lord but it's hard um so yeah uh currently accepting any invitations for people who are willing to pray for me uh for for that subject actually i'll probably always um when I say probably, I will always be accepting um, prayer. So, and, you know, and I think, I really hope that, like, you know, Alex, I hope that we continue to grow in this. Yeah. Um, 
this idea of managing time and, and not just managing, but surrendering time, yeah. I think is a better way to look at it. So Yeah. So what do you mean we, dude? I do it perfectly fine. No, <laughs> Boy, you are not the definition of perfect. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's good stuff. Um, any other last thoughts to wrap up? I think I could um, use prayers on growing and getting better at zoning in on things, um, like I kind of started to mention a little earlier. Um, I just was so widespread for so long. I started to realize a lot of these things that I'm doing, I'm not doing to my maximum capacity. And now that I'm last semester senior year, kind of running, trickling a little low on time of, uh, as in like, I only have eight weeks in Springfield, you know? True. Um, I think that I'm kind of learning that I can't do a bunch of stuff, but the I can do a, a couple things really well. Um, but that's really hard for me because, like you said, there was this long time, long period of time where I just f- filled all my free time with different activities uh, because I wanted to feel like I was being productive. Um, and now that I need to, like. I felt like I was being productive, but I really wasn't being that productive. I was just going to thing after thing and making myself look busy. Um, now that I have to actually get busy and get down, get down and dirty with things and um, work on things like, you know, I I told someone earlier this semester I would write a small group leader manual for the new small group leaders next semester. I haven't even started on that. <laughs> and I just yeah. need to sit down and be like, all right, what are all the things I want to tell the new small group leaders? Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that where I just, like, I, I need to stop throwing out ideas and I need to sit down and be like, I'm going to work through this idea till the end. Because I've done it in the past and I'm not, like, bad at doing that like I can work through ideas to the end it's just that I don't because um, I don't know if there's like part of it that has to do with me being lazy or part of it that has to do with that whole idea of me not feeling like I'm being productive because I'm getting tied down by one thing yeah does that make sense yep absolutely um, yeah it's just, it's just a struggle and again <laughs> this is something everyone always hates hearing about but here we are again we're back <laughs> at the drawing board you know what people hate hearing about social media here we are i really believe that like and i'm not i love like social media i think it's very useful i think that the connectedness the ability you have to um promote things the ability you have to kind of be like an influence in people's lives is awesome social media what i'm not specifically talking what i'm specifically talking about though is not the media itself but the way that we can consume it um and think about think about like media in general how often is it that you actually sit down with one like podcast i know if you've gotten to this point you're dedicated one podcast one video um you know one movie right without like stimulating yourself with some other thing right how often you look over at a movie if you're watching at someone's house and someone's like scrolling through their phone Mm. it's this it's this lack of like being able to like focus on one thing at a time and i like i suck at it like i'm just gonna be honest like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's really hard for me to dedicate my attention completely to something um, and again, it just comes back to the same yeah. theme of like you're talking about this distractiveness, this inability to like kind of settle ourselves in on yeah. one thing at a time. I think that also stems back to now. This could be me speculating. I think that kind of stems back to the way in which we as a society don't like the silence. 
So during the like more slow parts of the movie or like, you know what I mean? The slow mm. parts of the movie kind of feel like a little bit of, it feels a little boring. And so people don't want to be bored. So they'll pot the phone, pull, ugh, I don't know what just happened there. Pull out their Whoa. phones. <laughs> and um, when, whenever, um, like there's the, the classic joke of, you know, every time somebody sits down on the toilet, uh, if they forget their phone, they just freak out. They're like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do for the next three minutes? And, like, everybody's like, oh, like, I just reached for the shampoo bottle and I read the nutrition facts on the shampoo or something like that. Unbelievable. And, like, it's just, it's we're trying to fill ourselves Wait, time with out. something. Spacing. How close is the the shampoo bottle to the toilet. I mean, I guess it's... I, I mean, well, certain bathrooms, the shower is literally right next to the toilet. I guess that's fair. For yeah. me, in my bathroom, that would be a stretch. I'd have to, like, go with Elastic Man arms to you reach You go for a little pre-grab? Like, you grab it on the way? Like, you know you're going to need it, so you just... <laughs> that's true. Maybe, maybe, maybe you, you grab it ahead of time. I don't know. I don't know, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted No, you. you're good. But you're saying... Um... Yeah, it's, um, like, we're just trying to fill ourselves with something, and so when we talk about, um, it's this idea of, like, you gotta be faithful in the little things to be faithful in the big things. So when we talk about, like, not being able to zone in on something, we need to be faithful in the little things of those little three-minute periods where we're literally not going to hear or see anything except, you know, your bathroom sink for three minutes. Like, you need to be okay with that you need to be okay with being alone with your thoughts and when you're faithful in those smaller things you get faithful in the bigger things similarly on the way to class i have a really bad problem of i'll stick in my earplugs and i'll listen to either a podcast or some music and i just like fill it with noise and i think that i need to be better with you know saying like okay i'm just gonna be walking in silence for the next 15 minutes and i need to be okay with that um, yeah, and that's something we all struggle with, and I don't know if those actually correlate, but I don't know. Personally, I, I feel like they saying, correlate. Yeah. yeah, it's not saying don't listen to music. It's not saying yeah. don't listen to podcasts because you should listen to our podcast. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. All right, uh, one host doesn't actually want people to listen to our podcast. <laughs> no, I don't. Want all right, to solo to the adventures of Trevor. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, you know, not saying you shouldn't do those things. Just saying, every once in a while. Why don't you make some time to hear the birds? Yeah. Especially as springtime approaches. Mm-hmm. Chirp. Chirp. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Here we are. Um, this has oh. been your episode of Layman's Terms. Uh, we're thankful for your time. And uh, just remember, we'll see you again. Very soon. Thanks for joining us. I don't think we ever introduced ourselves.
I'm so ready to run from the spotlight